It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua with a son of Nun. Doesn't Nun sound like an auntie? Come on, somebody with an ashy elbow. Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. I love this next promise. Every place that the soles of your foot will tread upon, I have given unto you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness, and then it starts to talk about like the expanse of it, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of all the ites, the Hittites, the Canaanites, all the ites, towards the great sea of the going down in the sun, that shall be your territory. I love verse five. No man will able to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's skip down to verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, we will cross over. Somebody say cross over. Come on, if you're online, if you're home, just say cross over in your living room. You may look a little crazy in your car, but shout cross over. To this Jordan, to go and to possess the land of the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Destiny Church, soon to be Union Church. Whether you're here or, or online, I want to preach to you over the next few minutes from this topic. It's time to cross over. Come on, if you're live in the room, look at the person next to you. Come on and give them a socially distance. It's time to cross over. Come on, look at the, your, your, your next choice. The person on the other side of you, their breath may be a little mask bad. Come on, some of them, just tell them it's time to cross over. Father, I pray that you do something amazing today in this room. In this city, in this season, in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. 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 Thank you, worship team. Wasn't worship amazing this morning? I texted Pastor Stephen and Zai, and Pastor Irene, we got a little text group called Rollins Chan Fam. And uh, I said, worship is amazing, and I'm praying that uh, as Pastor Stephen preaches uh, over at I-5 City today that, you know, that worship be just as amazing but I'm believing that God's gonna do something amazing. It's time to cross over. Have any of you ever set out for a destination that was far away? Have you ever traveled, like gotten in the car and drove from like Maryland to California? No, I'm not doing that, I'm flying. Come on somebody, come on, I'm flying. I don't like long trips. There was one time I was traveling to Kenya and. What I'm excited about, about Kenya, about this union, is you guys get a chance. I-5 City have had the I-5 Children's Center for several years, where we have 25 orphans that will now be the Union Children's Center. And I remember one time we were traveling over there, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I was a lot bigger at the time. I was 400 pounds, so I required two seats. Come on, somebody. You can laugh. <laughs> what I loved about this trip is between where I was in the final destination, there was something called a layover. And on this layover, uh, we went to uh, uh, London and we stopped at the Heathrow Airport. And if you've never been at the Heathrow Airport, this is not an airport, this is an ho a hotel between two spots. Oh, it was amazing, they had this Gordon Ramsay restaurant. They had massage chairs that you sat down in and massaged your feet, come on somebody. It was absolutely Crazy. Now, I've had other layovers like in Mississippi, no hate to Mississippi, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about the kind of layover where you just want to leave quickly. 
Come on, you, you, you bump into two people, you know, and, and both of them got three teeth, one in their mouth, two in their pocket. <laughs> and it's like, man, I can't wait to leave that place. But this was not Heathrow Airport. Heathrow Airport was so amazing. It was so awesome. It was so comfortable. It was easy to get complacent halfway. It was easy to mistake in the layover as the final destination. And can I encourage you, Destiny Church, can I encourage you for future Union Church that where we are right now is just a layover season that God has a final destination and we cannot get comfortable and we cannot get complacent and we cannot be okay with what we have had. Because we're only halfway. Look at the person next to you and says, we're only halfway. What I've come to understand is that every transition begins with an ending and ends with a new beginning. Every transition begins with an ending and ends with a new beginning. In other words, how we end will be how we begin. And so right now we have the propensity to, to be in fear and to be in doubt and to be, man, 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 God, I thought this was the final destination, but that's not the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, he takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. When you became a Christian, guess what? You thought up to that point that that's what all that God has for you. Maybe God's doing amazing things in your life. Maybe your finances are all together and you got more money than you got month. But there are some people that have more month than they have money. There are some people whose marriages aren't all the way there yet. There's some single people who realize, come on somebody, there's a Boaz, come on somebody, or a Boniqua on the other side of where they are right now. And you're saying, yes, this is just a layover season. Can I just encourage you single people that singleness is not a sentence, it's just a season. What I've come to find out is there are many people stuck in layover seasons where they are comfortable with complacency, where they have adjusted to average, where they have accepted frustration as the final destination. Some of us have spent so much time and energy and counseling and pain getting to this season of right where you are right now. You're not even sure if you have what it takes to pursue a promise. To lean into your legacy, to decide to take steps towards your God destination. I've come to find out that there are leaders in layover seasons. There are marriages who have accepted the comfortable spot of just existing and just surviving that uh, they don't even know what thriving is. Can I just encourage you that when you gave your life to Jesus, he says that the enemy have come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and life to the full. Come on, somebody. All the way to complete the distance to get where God has called you to go. You were not meant to live in transition. You were not created to stay stagnant. What does that look like? Many of us, instead of praying 
For God to break through in our marriages, we're praying, or our finances, or our emotions, we're praying from a break from it. A break from it is just the layover. A breakthrough is the final destination where the struggle, the stronghold leaves from out of your mind and gets under your feet. Can I tell you that the enemy will never be under your feet until he first gets out of your mind? Layover seasons. It's time for us to get to what God has called us to. To arrive at the destination that God has predestined and ordained us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To give you a purpose and a future. Can I just let you know that fear is not final. That fear is a layover. And God wants to move you from fear to faith. But in order to move you to fear to faith, you can't be familiar. Because familiarity is the thief of faith. Familiarity is just the layover. It's time for your mindset to cross over. It's time for your heart to cross over. It's time for your expectation to cross over. It's time for your kids to cross over. It's time for your family to cross over. It's time for your heart to cross over. And you may say, well, pastor, what is a crossover? A crossover is not an event. A crossover is an anointing. A crossover is moving from mourning to moving, from surviving to thriving, from being broken down to being broken before the Lord. A crossover is, is moving from fleeing from it to being free of it, <laughs> to pacing about it, come on, to praising God over it. I'm talking about a crossover, not just dreaming about it, not just having a one day, but having its mind now. A crossover is not just running from the enemy, it's looking the enemy in the face and saying no weapon that is formed against me or my family is going to prosper. Come on, Baltimore County. Come on online. Come on, Destiny Church. Are y'all ready to cross over? It's moving from fear to faith. From a victim mentality to a vision mentality. From mixture to a mission. A crossover is this, the Lord put this on my heart, it is the fulfillment of a promise. A crossover, watch this now, is the anointing of acceleration. A crossover is the establishment and the expansion of the kingdom of God. A crossover, watch this, is a surge of supernatural momentum. Uh-huh. In other words, what you've been praying for uh, for years happens in a moment. Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm talking about a surge of supernatural. I'm talking about your kids' kids walking in the favor and the anointing of God. I'm talking about your finances being blessed. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your mind being emotionally, spiritually well. Isn't it amazing? Watch this now. How many of you have that old school when I look back over my life and understand that if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you don't know where you'd be. Does anybody have a testimony that great is his faithfulness? Does anybody have a testimony if he did it before, he'll do it again, same God right now, same God back then. Has God ever done anything for you? Have y'all been blessed by Destiny Church? Here's the crazy thing. Up until this point, 
Everything that God did was just a sample. How do I know that? Because in Numbers, when God, when Moses sent out the 12 spies to spy out the land, he says, go look at the land. I'm talking about the same land that Joshua is about to walk in. The 12 spies Joshua was a part of, him and Caleb have a we're well able mentality. And 12 spies came back and only two gave a good report. Ten gave a bad report. But they came back with grapes so large. Come on, somebody. That they used to feed giants. You know what that says is that 10 people were satisfied with a sample. I don't want the grapes. I don't want to get so conscious, concentrated on the grapes that I don't pursue the land that produced the grapes. Oh, I'm telling you right now, up to this point was just a sample. And I'm telling you right now, what God has in store for Union Church up into this point, I-5 City, up into this point, Destiny Church, it was just a grape. Come on, somebody. It was just a sample. Can I just encourage you to not have a I go to Costco mentality where you're just used to eating samples that you never purchased the place where the samples came from. I came to preach today to tell you it's time to cross over where we find Moses, where we find the Israelites is in a layover season. What should have took 40 days takes 40 years because there were more people, watch me now, that would rather have a guaranteed meal as a slave than to seek God every day as a son. I'm telling you right now, we got to be careful not to hang around folk that just want to stay, that just want to go back. Uh, (laughs) Come on. Can I just, let me say it this way. Just because you're free don't mean God's finished. What I'm saying is God has more in store. I'm preaching a little bit better than y'all responding. I'm telling you right now, this word is for you. The church isn't crossing over. You're about to be a part of the anointing that's crossing over. 400 years, they were in slavery. 40 years of wandering. They saw miracles, they saw plagues. God kept them in see nothing seasons. They had fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. The miracle of manna. God kept them, their shoes didn't wear out. Just because your shoes didn't wear out don't mean that he ain't got new shoes for you. They're on the verge of a breakthrough. Joshua has walked with Moses. Where we find Joshua in chapter one is he's in a season of mourning because his leader, his, Moses does not represent a person. Uh-huh. Robin, uh, Moses represents an era, a time, a certain season. Now how this passage starts out concerns me a little bit because I wouldn't want this to be my conversation with God. How many of y'all got people in your life who you know you can't call when there's bad news. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about they're always awful. I say, yeah, that's bad, honey. I don't know how you're going to get through that. Woo, I'm going to pray that God bless you through that because I, I, God's doing something amazing in my life over here. And then you have people that you want to call, people that pray for you, people that, come on, how do you know when someone uh, says that, you know, uh, I love when people say, I'm praying for you. 
And I'm like, are you sure? Because what I'm looking at, your life, it doesn't represent that you're praying for yourself. <laughs> I, you know, I love that, that. No, if you're going to pray for me, let's pray right now. Come on, somebody. Right now. So, so, so Moses has died. Joshua's leader. That era is over. That season has finished. Joshua is mourning, and he calls Jesus. He calls God. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've walked with Moses. I, I, I've been with Moses. That season was amazing, God. And, and I know that, 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 that this isn't the promise, but I, I would just rather stay right here. God, what am I going to do? Help me to get through this. And, and God replies, Moses is dead. So insensitive. So matter of fact. What do you mean? God, I thought you were going to comfort me. Moses is dead. I thought you were going to make me feel good. Moses is dead. That era is over. That season is already gone. It's already passed. And he says, Isaiah 43, behold, I'm doing a new thing, but you've been, don't be caught up mourning the old thing so long that you don't step into a new day in the new thing that God is doing. Come on, look at the person next to you. If you're online, type in the chat, Moses is dead. It's dead, it's over. God says, you, you, you need a new global positioning system. Hmm. You ever got lost? You typed in your destination? You ever got stuck? What I love about these new GPS systems is I'm never lost. I'm never stuck. Because there's this built-in feature that says recalculating. Can I tell you that there is a built-in feature in the things of God that says recalculating? That when you're sad, that when you're grieving, that when you're mourning, that when you're unsure and uncertain, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you and prays prayers that cannot be uttered. And he says recalculating. Can I get about 300 people in the room or online to shout, recalculate me, Jesus Moses is dead. He's saying that there's a shift in anointing. There's a shift in authority. And, and I love if you read the Bible in, in Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 34, 6, it says when, when Moses died, they didn't even know where he was buried. And it, it, it specifically says, till this day. In other words, no one knows. Why, why does no one know? Because if we know where the old thing was, we'll keep visiting the old thing and never, come on, somebody step into all that God has for you. I'm telling you, God's going to do a new thing. And it is time to cross over. So how do we cross over? How do we get to what God has called us to be? How do we take possession of this new land? How do we step out of fear and step into faith? Number one, arise. Ooh. Somebody shout arise. arise. I came to preach the destiny arise. After the death of Moses, Joshua 1, 2, it says, now therefore arise. In other words, in order to walk, I've got to get up from something. In order to get over something, I first have to get up from something. And if God is telling Joshua to arise, what he's doing is really indicating that something in him is laying down. I believe that some of our faith is laying down. 
I believe that some of our vision is so easy to lay down. I've been through so much in my life where I was standing up, but something in me was laying down. I was walking, but something in me was stuck. God wants him to move from here to there, from that place to this place. His expectation was laying down. His confidence was laying down. His faith was laying down. His leadership was laying down. What do we do when we lay down? We've got to arise. We've got to arise in worship. We have to arise in intercession. We have to arise in, in shutting ourselves up in a prayer closet and rather than complaining about it, pray over it. God doesn't want us to worry. He wants us to worship. The problem is, is worship has become lyrics on a screen rather than lifestyle every day in life. He's saying arise. Destiny, he's saying arise. I-5 City, he's saying arise. If you're online, he's saying arise. Arise means to stand, to rise up, to stand up, to become powerful, to come on the scene, to be established, to be confirmed. Isaiah 61 says arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. See, what I've come to realize is that when you change your posture, God will change your position. Mm -hmm. You can be walking and have a posture that's laying down. You could be in a meeting and have a posture that's laying down. You could be on the dream team or on the worship team leading people in worship, but your own expectation is laying down. Can I prophesy to you? It's time to get up. It's time to arise. You have to understand that mourning was just the season. Some of us have been mourning for years, but the season has shifted. Psalms 35 says, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. The problem is, is we've been counting wrong. Pastor, what are you talking about? We've been in a midnight season. Midnight is not a season. Midnight technically only lasts 60 seconds. Oh, what you, well, at 12 o'clock, it becomes midnight. At 12.01, it's actually a new day. But you still think it's midnight because it's dark outside. But I came to tell you that just because it's dark outside doesn't mean that God hasn't shifted into a new day. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When you arise, what you are saying that what I have sowed in tears in the last season, I'm going to reap in joy in the next season. How do you take possession? How do you cross over? Somebody shout, arise. Number two, he says, take possession. Joshua 1, 3, 4. Every place that the sole of your foot has tread upon, I will give you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness, and it begins to, talks about the expansion. Watch this now. And then he says territory. Oh my gosh. Can I just encourage you to be careful in this transition from destiny to union, from I-5 city to union, to not get focused on what's changing externally, but what's changing eternally. What I'm trying to tell you is, is we're not changing a name of a church, we're taking territory over a region. 
What does the Bible say that when you pray, I want you to pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is just not a place that you'll die, that you'll go to when you die. It's a place that God wants to establish his kingdom here on earth. Kingdom is not a King James word. It is the king's domain. It is God's authority that is in heaven here on earth. I can have kingdom in my bathroom. I can have kingdom in the shower. I can have kingdom at work. I can have kingdom in the community. Let me tell you something. This is not a move that kids are doing. This is a kingdom move that God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Forgive their sin and heal their money? No. Heal their mind? No. Heal their finances? No. Heal their men? No. Heal their land. This is about territory. And it's time for us to take possession. Oh, can I prophesy to you real quick? It is time for you to tread on what's troubled you. It is time for you to walk up in them, even though you're not the manager. You don't have to be the manager. Your boss may be treating you all sorts of ways, but you did not get the job for him. You got the job for him. And I'm here to tell you that you may be the only Jesus that that boss sees. I'm, when you get to work, you didn't arrive to work. The kingdom showed up. Oh, the kingdom ate crabs last night. The kingdom rode on Route 32 to get here to church. The kingdom took a shower this morning. The kingdom put deodorant on this morning. The kingdom, you are not just a person. You are an ambassador of the most high God who is called to colonize earth with heaven's atmosphere because you are kingdom. Somebody says, I'm a king. You are sitting next to royalty. You have no idea who is on your road. The enemy is under your feet. What has been troubling you, you're about to tread on. Uh, uh, somebody say, I'm crossing over. My marriage is crossing over. My finances are crossing over. My joy is crossing over. My peace is crossing over. My heart is crossing over. My children, I feel generational curses being destroyed because there are some people that says that the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it by force. Give me my joy back. By force, give me my peace back. By force, I ain't playing no more. Arise. Take it all back. Old school would say, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Somebody needs to give the devil an eviction notice and say, get out of my mind. Get out of my house. Get out of my dreams. Get out of my plans. I'm giving the enemy a conviction notice. Take possession. The authority that is coming to your church, the authority that is coming to your house because there's two black men who are willing to lay down egos 
to lay down logos and say how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. There the anointing will be poured out and we will be able to command a blessing. So I command disease to be blessed. I command cancer to cease. I command debt to be demolished. I command you to walk in your God-given destiny and purpose. Come on, somebody. Yeah. I uh I love to eat. I don't know if you can tell. And me and my wife went to this restaurant a few years ago in Jacksonville. You gonna shout in a little bit. <laughs> and we were standing in line. How many of y'all know that a good restaurant has a line? Uh-huh. If you go up in a restaurant and it's empty, it's not a good restaurant. So we got there and there was this long line. They gave us a little pager thing that, that shows the red light. And man, I'm telling you, they said, how many of y'all know that when people seat you and they says, hey, you'll have a table in 30 minutes, it merely means 30 hours. <laughs> so me and my wife were in line and, and uh, just kept watching couple after couple go by with their light. And then there was one couple who just showed up, no, no beeper, no red lights. I'll call them Sally and Luke. <laughs> Sally and Luke, they all cute, hair perfect. I'm a little hood, you know? And I, I, I have this thing that rises up in me when injustice comes. How many of y'all can go back sometimes? Just, any of y'all, come on, come on somebody. Just go back. In the right situation, you won't throw hands. You'll lay, I mean, you won't lay hands. You'll throw them. <laughs> so Sally and Luke went to the table, and they sat them down. They sat them down at a table that was reserved for me. So I stepped into Hood Jimmy because I wasn't near my church. <laughs> I started talking a little ghetto. Excuse me. And my wife, she's not that. She's real proper. Jimmy, Jimmy, calm down. Jimmy, Jimmy, remember who you are. I'm like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Luke and Sally eating biscuits. Those are my biscuits. They sat down in my seat using my napkin, ordering for my menu, taking my place. So Sally, I go to the, to the hostess and she's scared of me. I'm not mad, I'm just injustice. So she called a sister girl over. She says, what happened? Y'all catch the story. I said, well, what had happened is we were sitting here waiting in line and Sally and Luke came and took my seat. She says, what do you want them to do? I said, go over there and tell them to get up. She said, are you serious? I said, absolutely, I'm serious. I said, that's my biscuit. That's my water. They sat in my seat. And so she went over there and she said, uh, yeah, we, we mistakenly, and you could see Luke and Sally like confused. And she was like, that's already reserved. Can I tell you that the enemy has been sitting in your place too long? Come on, somebody. 
And you may say, well, well God, what, what, what do you want him to do? Joshua and the Israelites were in a place. They were like, God, what do you want to do? And guess what? Joshua said, God said, tomorrow I will do wonders among you. What he was saying is tell all the Canaanites to get out of, that's my milk. That's my honey. Those are my grapes. And I'm telling you, Destiny Church, that God is giving you an authority that with the enemy has been possessing. It's time for you to possess. Can somebody give God some praise? He says, arise. He says, possess. The last thing he says is prepare. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people. Sean, you can start playing, saying, pass through the camp. Command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself. Listen, church, it's time to prepare. The season of mourning is over. God is a latter-day God, which says that the glory of the latter house cannot be compared to that which was former. What God has in store is so much more than what he has behind. The problem is, is where is your expectation? It's time to prepare. He said, prepare provisions for yourselves. For in three days you will cross over. You will go in and possess the land, which the Lord God has given you years ago. I-5 City, we started a, a ministry, a nonprofit for young people to tutor them and mentor them. We had nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. And I remember we got a call from this company down in D.C. And they said, listen, we heard about what you're doing and, and, and we've got some desks that we want to give you. It says, all you have to do is be here at a certain time. So me and our executive pastor, we rented a truck. Well, he rented the truck. And we went down to D.C. And we were navigating through traffic. We were going through all this traffic and we got there. And when we got there, unbeknownst to us, we walked up and started telling the, the, the owner who was not a believer about our vision. And tears start flowing down his face. And he says, you know what? Not only do I have desks for you, you can have the computers. You can have the servers. You can have the typewriters. You can have the pencils. Come on, somebody. There was staff. I was like, can I have some of them too? Come on, somebody. And he says, here's the thing. There's somebody coming after you. The only thing that, that, that you, you got to make sure you take it all now. The problem is, is we were praying for something that we didn't prepare for because we rented too small a truck. So we all we could fit was desks. If the Bible says I'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask, think, or request, wouldn't you prepare for exceedingly blessings and exceeding anointing and exceeding provision? And I'm telling you, I don't want you to be like us, who God was about to pour out on us, but we have, didn't have the correct expectation to rent the big truck. Can you stand with me? I'm telling you, Destiny Church, I'm telling you, Baltimore County, I'm telling you online. It's time to rent the big truck. God told Joshua, it's time to cross over, but I need you to wake up your expectation and I need you to go in and possess the land. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would wake up our expectation. I pray, God, that we would cross over into the land that you have designed us to cross over. God, more of you and less of us. In Jesus' name, do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask, think, or imagine in marriages, in homes, in children, and single people. God, and employees and managers and owners. Father, we are going to rent the big truck, God, because what you're about to pour out is so much that you can open up a window that we don't even have room to receive. And if you're in the room and there's distance in your relationship with God, 
for one reason or another, maybe you've said this prayer a hundred times. If you're gonna cross over first, you need the cross to come over your pain, over your grief, over your fear. That's just inviting Jesus in your life, whether you're watching online or in the room. If you're ready to take your relationship to God to another level, if you're ready to say, God, I confess with my mouth that I am a sinner and that you sent your son Jesus to not just die on a cross, but to go to a grave and get the keys to the kingdom to unlock my purpose, unlock my future. Simply put, if you need a reset in your life, God is the God of reset. And if you need that, you'll just pray this prayer with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I give my life to you. I pray, God, right now that I reset my life, that I have a restart, a fresh start. Today, I give my life. God, take the wheel. I lose control. You step in and take control. I am yours. You are mine. You've had me since day one, and now I have you. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm free. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's message. If you want to learn more about our church, check us out at www.yourdestiny.church. Meet our leadership team, find a way to connect with our church, and partner with us through giving. You can also connect with us on social media by visiting our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Tune in next week for another message from our pastor, Stephen Chandler.